looking to learn more on how to build wealth through real estate? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Make Money Make Sense podcast with Dante Belmonte. Each episode, we have the privilege to bring you a professional in the real estate world. One that will help you become a top investor, whether that's a passive role or managing the day-to-day. Let's jump right in. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dante Belmonte, joined by my guest this week, Marty Grisanti. Marty, Yo. how are we doing, man? I'm doing good, buddy. Thanks for having me. A lot of fun. Good to yeah. be here. I, uh, you had me on a guest on your podcast. Really appreciate that. And you're right down the street, essentially. You're over in Rochester. I'm over in Syracuse. So we're, we're city neighbors for the most part. Love the oh, yeah. Rochester area. I actually just, my wife had her birthday on the 7th. And for her birthday gift, I took her to the Eastview Mall for a day of shopping. Just we, we, we don't have that great of stores over here, but you guys got some good ones over there. So spent some time over in Rochester. But uh, enough about that. Tell my audience, if they're not familiar with you, uh, about yourself, Marty, uh, and what do you do? You know, I will. You know, it's funny just when you said the mall, it's like you guys had the mall. You had the greatest mall of all time. Had, you know? yeah. Destiny. Yeah. And it's just funny how that all works, but I guess Eastview is, is pretty solid. Uh, where'd you guys go to eat? Did you eat over there? Did you go to Champs? Uh, I couldn't tell you where we ate now that I'm thinking about it, but uh, she likes uh, Made Well, I guess, is a, a woman's yeah, yeah, they're, store they're. she likes. You know, it, But Destiny, it's just, it's so crazy. It's it's really, unfortunately, run down, really unsafe. There's been like Can't several shootings. It. Yeah, oh. and we just, we there's not a lot of good stores there, so we use the opportunity to head out to you guys. No, that's uh, we appreciate that. That's probably the only reason anyone would come to Rochester. No, there's some great things in Rochester. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. But uh, yeah, no, I'm a local Rochester guy, and uh, we are a f- full real estate investment company. My partner Matt McGuckin and I we started uh, in 2015, and you know it started with one house, right? Always starts with that one. That's got a funny story to it. But uh, we ended up. Uh, building a portfolio. We quit our jobs and we started flipping houses, you know, before we left, but then we started going crazy flipping. This market's been nutty bananas and we love it. And uh, then we started getting into some bigger stuff, some mobile, uh, some mobile home parks, some multifamily. And uh, we're just, we're just making magic every single day, buddy. That's how, that's what we do. Yeah. I love it. Well, it, it takes down the path. So what were you doing before you got into real estate and talk to us about how you got the bug? The real estate bug. So we, my my partner Matt and I, we were a sales. We're at a sales company, CGI Communications, which is a real solid company, and uh, we were we were selling and we were doing well and we loved it and we were really trying to figure out, okay, so you know what do we do with uh, you know these commission checks because yeah. we were we were uh, you know there's only so many. There's only so many times you can go out with your friends and go to the bars and blow it before you kind of get a snap out of it. And let's figure this out and make some better choices. But, you know, I went down like a path of like figuring out financial independence, figuring out, you know, what are, what are the smartest people in the rooms do? You know, they, you know, they, they, they take their 401k to the, to the most that you can right every year. And then the IRA and then the HSA. And so you do all those things and, uh, and then you, kind of figure out, okay, what's after that? And it's like, well, there's real estate. And 
I got really interested in it. I, I started to talk to people, my girl, my wife, but my girlfriend at the time, she was my girlfriend at the time. I got a wife and a girlfriend. No, uh, she, uh, her brother owned a property management company in Rochester and he had a number of properties. And here's these, here's Dante, what they called that unfair advantage, right? I had a, 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 you know, future family member of mine who was in the business who owned 500 properties, right? And he goes, you know, uh -huh. listen to Bigger Pockets. He's the one that mentioned Bigger Pockets to me. So I went down that rabbit hole, listened to a bunch of shows, and then uh, he knew I was really interested, but he definitely didn't want me to like, I think he probably had some uh, hesitation going, you know, are you sure? Like this is, it's tough, you know, it's right, not right. Like landlording, right? Um, but anyway, we we bought the one and uh, and then the rest was history because I think we we really lucked out in regards to how we bought because he goes, dude, right from the get go, Dante, he said other people's money, other people's money. Yeah. Yeah. So we we went right in with buying, you know, three at a time. And then, you know, we did a blanket mortgage. We refied out. We made money on that. And then the freaking rest is history. Just we just you know, we just went we went right. We went right at it. And, uh, and that helped us build and scale extremely fast thousands of punches my body my body is riddled with scar <laughs> tissue from the pains that we we went through and we had to learn from uh but uh but yeah that that's kind of how it all started yeah no that's great and something i want to touch on real quick before we get too far off that you're saying how we, you know your brother-in-law uh who was not your brother-in-law at the time but a future family member was just saying like hey are you sure are you sure because he's in the trenches every day he yeah. knows he understands it's not easy and it, that's the one downfall I'll say of the, the bigger pockets is they sell it very well. They make it seem very easy. I believe I, I get a lot of calls each week, you know, being an agent that works with investors, I probably get three or four calls a week from people out of state. We're like, Hey, you know, I've been listening to bigger pockets for a week. I've been listening to bigger pockets for a month. I read like two or three of the books. Uh, I want to burr. I read the long distance, you know, investing and I, I'm like ready to go. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like two, two questions I asked each person, how much capital do you have to deploy? And what return are you trying to make on that? You know, the first question, they're like, yeah, I got like 10 grand, you know, and I'm trying to make like 30% on it. And it's just like, you have to kind of educate them because bigger pockets does, they do a very good job at selling it, making it sound like it's going to be very easy. And a lot of those people do get in and they're like, whoa, this is much more difficult or much harder than it seems to be. I agree with you. You know, it's funny. I think what has to happen is the pain of being in the office and working in that you know nine to five cube life it has to be you you have to like be okay with having the pain of being a landlord that's got to be it's got to be more like you got to want that because they're both painful they're both have their they both have their shit that you have to kind of do but you got to have to want it just a little bit more then you know that nine to five pain it's like and you really gotta want it like you yeah, really yep. gotta want the financial freedom or your why like you gotta keep that in the back of your head so if that's burning enough if that burns enough in you then yeah i think it you should do it i think people should jump in but i, I agree i think there is a a little bit of a you know you hear the because no one actually goes into the nightmare stories on bigger pockets you know right right exactly not, not, not often. And I actually like those. I actually like those. I think that's where people learn, you know, like, um, you, you know, you always hear like success is a horrible teacher. Uh, it, it really is. And, and you don't really learn on those things. So 
yeah, I'm with you. Bigger pockets can tell you know can sell you the dream sometimes. Well, let, let's let's swap those real quick just for entertainment of the show. Those horror stories of experience. So I'll go first. I want to hear one of yours real quick. So uh, one of mine, not even really that terrible, but um, I you know I sitting at oh, which one do I want to do? <laughs> there's two. There's two really. I, okay, I guess I'll go over or one real quick. I'll have you go. So one duplex over in the city tenant calls me. She's like, there's like two feet of water in the basement. I'm like, Oh crap. It's like 10 o'clock at night. She didn't tell me what it was from. I assumed it was a pipe leak or a hot water tank and something that just leaked and kept going. So I call it my buddy. Hey, are you home? Yeah. What are you doing? Nothing. Grab your shop vac. I come meet me at my place, shop vac party at my apartment building. I let's go down and suck up some water and do a plumbing repair. It's like, all right, sweet. So we get there and I open up the basement door and I just like shine the flashlight down and it's just poop and puke floating <laughs> everywhere. And it turned out that this lady, she had a baby and she was flushing uh, baby wipes down. Uh, it um, clogged up, you know, the main line going out to the sewer. And every time I was down there and she flushed the toilet and I was just watching it like back up and I kept going and kept going. So, you know, Huffing and puffing, it, it was it was pretty shitty, you know. It was pretty <laughs> shitty. And so we we took care of that. But that that's that's the horror story. You get at ten o'clock at night, my basement flooded with crap, and you got to take care of that. And there's stuff down there and tenant belongings, and you, you just got to sort through all that. So that's that's kind of like my one horror story. I'll I'll, t- I'll tag you in now. <laughs> no, and and you know what's funny about the horror stories is like you you look back and it was such a bigger deal then, right? Than oh, than it is now. The emotions. Uh, yeah, and because it's a muscle we have to train where it's like, hey, that's a small pain. It's not, you know, outlast the temporary, right? We always, we always try to remember, you know, we've got to outlast the temporary. That's Ed lot. outlast the temporary. Um, yeah, ours was we uh, we had this three unit and well, we didn't have it yet, but we were looking at this three unit. Our lawyer's like, hey, I got this deal. Finally, it, you know, somebody brings us something, right? Jeez. How many deals you got to do with your attorney before they bring you something? Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> no, but so he brings us a deal, great deal, three unit. You know, uh, it, it's probably ARV is two twenty, uh, and uh, we got it for forty thousand. Needed a lot, right? And it, and it's got some problems. All three tenants uh, weren't paying, and this was about um, this was about eight months before COVID happened. So the day that we were about to get all, cause it was pretty much all, you know, unfortunately drugs and, and problem tenants in there. Yep, yep. Um, and like literally the day before um, they're supposed to get out the, before the marshal was going to, was going to escort them out uh, COVID and yeah. we couldn't, mm. they couldn't do it. So, so now we have this property. It, they're 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 breaking the windows. We have an RGE payment now that's constantly going up because there's only one furnace, and so we're we're in charge of that utility. And uh, and then we get this call from one of the tenants. She goes, "Hey, you know, you know, so and so is always going to get his mail. Uh, he hasn't gone and gotten his mail in like three days. Oh, uh, so so they go call the cops." Cops come. Nah, nothing's nothing's going on. I mean, we look, we tapped in the windows. We see the TV on. I think it's fine. The lady calls me again. She goes, "No, the smell is getting bad. It's getting bad, and there's something going on." So we go there. Again, I call the cops. Like, hey, trust me, everything's fine. I go, "Okay, I'm not gonna go until the next day." So we went the next day. We opened the door, and unfortunately, there was a dead body. So we oh, had our gosh. first dead body. Yeah, wow. we got our first dead body, and 
you know, <laughs> and that, you know, it was a older gentleman, but it had been drugs and it's all these things. Right. But this is what you deal with. Sometimes. Right. Exactly. This is, this is like into. real world. Yeah. This is the real world. So it's like, are you okay with that? And, uh, and those are some of the things you got to deal with. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably a decent horror story. Oh yeah, that's great. And I, I'll hit you with one, one, one more, one quick one. So, you know, all the properties I buy, I try to buy them in, you know, up and coming fairly uh, safe and strong neighborhoods. I'm not, I'm by no means a slumlord, no low end areas. So get this unit, this lady, I, I kicked her out. She wasn't paying. She ended up moving next door where her mom was. I uh, renovate the unit. I get it rented out for like 1240 to a, uh, a nurse, her husband and her two kids. And it's their, their first night they're moving in the U-Hauls there, all that good stuff. So I get a call at like 10 o'clock at night. It's the girl I kicked out and I'm at my uh, now wife's parents' house. And I was like, I looked at it. I was like, Oh, she's probably calling, like asking like if her mail didn't get forwarded to her address, whatever. I declined it. She calls me again. And I was like, Oh man, she's calling me twice, at, like 10 o'clock at night. Like this can't be good. She calls me and she's like, I uh, just want to let you know, like there's been a shooting at your apartment building. Uh, the new tenant downstairs got shot in the head and there's blood everywhere. And I'm like freaking out. So I call 911. And I'm like, I'm the owner of this building. Like what's going on? They're like, we can't tell you what's going on, but there's five police cars at the building right now. So I like get in my car, I drive over and uh, my buddy actually is a police officer. He's like, whoa, 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 sir, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, it's Dante. You know, I was like, he's like, what are you doing here? I was like, I own the building. And I was, he's, I was like, what the heck's going on? He's like, God, ah, there was a shooting. I was like, is anyone hurt? And he said, no. But so the tenant like totally blew it out of proportion, the ex-tenant. And so I got there and my new tenants were sitting on the porch. And may I mind you, uh, this was the night they were moving in. So oh, the God. two doors for the units are right next to each other. And nice. the tenants are literally carrying in their mattress with their kid through the door. And the next door tenant, the mom, uh, her ex-husband was dropping off her four kids and when the husband was dropping them off, he saw another guy in the apartment. So he pulled okay. out his gun and started just open firing at the door with his kids in the doorway and in the oh. other door with my tenants moving in. And uh, those are the calls that you'll get at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. And your, your building's <laughs> right on Syracuse.com. And you got to deal with that. And just luckily, though, the tenants were like, the ones that are moving in, they're like, no, we, our church is like right down the street. We'll stay. And I'm like, wow. okay, like sweet. So, wow. but it was still like those emotions and everything you're going through. My wife just like saw my face drop on the couch when I got that call. And so horror stories that we deal with in the business. Am I right? Oh my God. Well, yeah, that's a little bit better than there's freaking brain matter all over the place, but uh, you know, uh, you, yeah, yeah, definitely these calls, you know, it's funny. We always remember the, the bad calls, but we don't remember the, Hey, you know, you know, I'm paying six months of rent ahead of time or a year ahead of time. And like, those are just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, no problem. But, but all exactly. the other ones, there are some good ones. There are some good ones. So you, you try to remember those ones. I think that's one of the things that, you know, my partner, Matt and I, we always try to remember is like, Hey, you know, there, there were some good that came out of this and there's been some exactly. good from learning, learning from these things. So you just press on <laughs> to, to sweeten that one even more. They caught the guy that did the shooting uh, five miles across town in front of my other property. Oh, so yeah. he, just to make it even better. Like he's like, yeah, You're we caught him at this address. I was like, you've You're got to be kidding me. This stuff, I was Dante. like, he's coming after me. But anyway, so those are the <laughs> stories, but Marty, so you know, that first deal you did just touch on that a little bit for people that are listening. How'd you get into it? What was the deal? Talk about, you know, the, the actual type of investment. Was it a buy and hold, a flip, a burr, a wholesale? What was it? 
Yeah, great question. It was a buy and hold that we ended up burning. And how it all went down is my brother-in-law was managing this property and he's like, hey, just so you know, this property is going to be going to tax foreclosure. The guy that we've been working with because he wasn't paying his taxes, um, it's, 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 uh, it's ready to go. And actually it got sold to uh, what was American Tax Funding. And uh, they would buy a lot of liens in Monroe County. Monroe County mm. would sell their liens and the city would sell their liens to ATF. And uh, man, you could get some really good deals back then. But then uh, what we did is we talked with ATF and we made an offer for, this was a, a really up and coming area in, in Rochester. But uh, you know, right now the houses over there sell for a hundred. We bought it for about 28. Now this was wow. in 2015. So, you know, there was still some, some uh, things still had to come around a little bit and, and now they have, but anyway, so we get to closing and I remember the day before we were, we were talking to our attorney and we're like, all right, so, Hey, we just, we got to get a mortgage for this thing. Cause he was new too. So our attorney was new too. Oh, uh, geez. He went, the whole squad was new. The whole squad was new. Right. So he doesn't know that he's got to tell us that, you know, again, this is our fault, right? It's always your fault, but we didn't know we had to come with cash. We you don't know we what you don't know. We don't know what we don't know. Our attorney's not telling us that you got to come with cash. We're we're mentioning mortgages. We're mentioning these things. Hey, a mortgage on a twenty thousand dollars house. You put you know five percent down, ten percent down. It's peanuts. <laughs> yeah, yes. But that's how stupid we were. We literally thought we could get a mortgage like the week of, right? Like just so <laughs> so dumb. Uh, but you know how closings happen, guys. In New York State. You find out literally the day of closing, like at what, least what you're us, bringing to the table. Yeah. You don't know nothing. Nobody knows a gosh darn thing until yeah. literally the day before. Like you, and so, you know, you, you, you think that, yeah, you know, there's going to be all this, like, you know, information that we'll know ahead of time and all these things. You don't know shit ahead yeah. of time. You, you yeah. just get your closing doc. And so, you know, listen to bigger pockets. The last thing you want to do you know, back in, back in my mind then was, you don't want to make anybody look bad. You, you can't look bad your first deal. You burn all these prejudice. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> nobody cares. Um, you got to go through the deal, but you know, people understand when stuff occurs. But anyway, so all I had, it's all the money I had. I was like, hey, by the way, you got to close and we got to close them all. I was like, I literally gave a brokerage guy, you know, one of those like people that are going to put some money in the stock market for you, whatever. I gave him like $25,000, like, three years of saving up for CGI, whatever it was. And uh, I had to call him that night. I'm like, I know I just gave you that check, but I need this because I can't look bad. Now I'm making, I'm already looking bad though, getting this check back from this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so then I call my partner, Matt, and I'm like, dude, we got to do this. And he's like, dude, what? Like I got him into like real estate and like I'm bringing him into this nightmare of a first deal. And he, yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I need your six, 7,000 or 10,000, whatever it was with closing costs and he's like you gotta be effing kidding me and he you know he's like begrudgingly writing this check all his money all my money but we we did the deal and uh and it worked out it, we still have the property it's a great property and uh it, it, that we burned it made money and it got the ball rolling <laughs> wow wow so your first deal wasn't like hey there's a duplex over here for like 120 150 it's turnkey it's already rented like let's go for it it was like 
balls to the wall. Like this is a deal of a deal. Like here's the price. There's a lot of meat on the bone. Let, let's knock it out kind of thing. Am I right? Exactly. Yeah. I had a good tenant in there that had been there 15 years and, you know, they were paying like 800 bucks, which is fine for, for right. that price point. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. It was crazy, but it taught us a lot. It got us a good relationship with ATF, which helped us build that portfolio from the one to, I think we ended up buying maybe 15, 20 houses with them. So that, wow. that, that was a great relationship. So I'm really glad that we didn't back away. Cause I think, you know, looking back, there was every, I had every right to kind of just say, F it, I'm not going to do this deal and we'll figure it out again. But, uh, you know, thank God we ended up doing it. And that stockbroker to this day is still like the son of a gun. Like, there goes my, <laughs> I was supposed to have that 25K and get in with this like, guy. Oh, that that no. really was going to, you know, push him over the edge. No, I'm sure he did barely, it barely made a difference. But uh, yeah, exactly. But that's the key. Like, if you wanted to be in control of your own destiny, you can either be a passive person and put the money, you know, have them hopefully make you money. But if you really want to control your destiny, and I think that's part of what Bigger Pockets taught me was just like these people were really going all in. And that's what attracted me to it. You know, you're, you're driving in your car, listening to it. You're going to appointments. You're doing sales calls. And these people are literally, I mean, Dante, remember this? Can you imagine when you were working at the, uh, maybe it was the car wash or maybe it was wherever you were beforehand in the, the, the dealership and you're like, People do this full time. Yeah. Oh, Remember yeah. how crazy that thought was? Like people can actually so make nuts. money do this full time. Yeah. Um, and, and now we're doing it. And I think that's the thing is just like, you got to keep it in your head that it can be done. Other people are doing it. So why not us? Right. right why right. not us? Yeah. No, it's awesome. So, I mean, that first deal you talked about, fast forward to today, what does that portfolio look like for you guys? How many flips, flips completed roughly? And, and, and what are you actively working on and doing today? Yeah. So, you know, we're really excited about, you know, where we're going. We were really excited about commercial, um, multifamily and, and commercial, uh, in retail. That's, that's what we're highly going after. I just left an appointment for, a for a 15,000 square feet, little plaza strip in Rochester, met with the, met with the family, you know, they want to sell it, sell their finance. They're both in their eighties and, and, and then they just want someone that's going to come in and, and do it the right way. So yeah, we're really excited about where we're going. You know, we have our different divisions. So we have our rental portfolio, which is uh, we're owned and partner on over a hundred units in Syracuse and Rochester. And uh, we manage everything our own. So we self-manage. Nice. And, um, and that's, that's where we need to kind of get better. We need to get out of that. And we need to do that. Um, we need to do that yesterday, but uh, we, we keep, we keep kind of holding on to that. And um, we, we've done probably around 50 flips. We, we do about 15 to 20 a year. Uh, we're on pace to do about 22 right now this year. And, uh, and we're, 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 we're happy there. We, we have about four employees that are, are full-time employees that we work with um, that, that really make the team work very well. Matt runs that. That's his baby. He runs. He's the GC. He's uh, he's there at the job sites every day. I mean, we have 10 going on right now in different stages. Right. But right. we have 10 going on currently and uh, no no one's better than him. And our other partner, his wife, who I mean, it's Matt and I, but he's she's she's no no doubt a partner. She's the realtor on it. And uh, she does all of the design. She buys all of the, you know, the light fixture. She's 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 on you know, Wayfair, picking out all the different things and making sure all the colors, I mean, no one's better, no one's better. 
and uh, and that and that's the team. So and I manage the our virtual assistants because we have a team of, uh, of of sales representatives that we that help us find these deals because we also wholesale a good amount because you know stuff that doesn't quite work for us. Um, Keep the best, yeah. sell the rest. Well, it, yes, it, but we it, for us it's like we're really only looking to buy if we can get seller finance. We've kind of gotten really spoiled now at this point where I don't really want to mess around unless I'm going to get insane, you know, little to no money down person's going to hold it for 30 years or 25 years at a 30 year amortization at a, you know, three, three and a half, four 4% interest rate. I, I'm just, I'm not interested in the other thing anymore. It's just not right. interesting to me. So if I'm going to spend my time, it's going to be on the bigger stuff, but yeah, absolutely. We, we like to work with, just a few buyers. I'm not a big, hey, let's throw it out there and I'm going to get all these people's attention and then I'm going to hold like an auction. Not for me. I want, yeah, yeah. it's just not me. So if someone I have a relationship with wants it, great. First offer, take it. You know, I'm not, it's just, we got to move these things. We got to move and groove fast. We like to move quick and we like to take a lot of chops and, and like to take a lot of swings at the, at the batter's box and we see what happens. And, uh, and, and that's how we do it. But I'm, I'm in charge of that. I'm in charge of like, you know, the, the, the marketing, the pulling the list, the talking, the podcasting, the, you know, the, the raising the money and, and all that good stuff. In the so, face like, of it, for example, the best way to describe it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Someone that's going to be out there, you know, really talking about our story and why, why you should work with us, you know, and, yeah. and that's what we do. And Matt's just, nobody's better and nobody's better than Amber at doing what they do. And, and it, it wouldn't work. Unless we all three were just absolutely, you know, t owning our own thing, right? So I don't, right, right. I don't mess with Matt. He doesn't mess with me. Um, if there's a mistake made on either side, it's both of our faults. Nobody, because partnerships can be really hard. If there's like ever, you know, finger pointing or anything like that, we always just take complete ownership of every problem that we have. And uh, and you know, I could speak, I could keep going about Matt and Amber because you know they're just they're they're really, in my eyes, running the show. And uh, I, I really, I'm blessed to have them. Right. Yeah. No, that is awesome. You guys got sounds like you got an A one team on your side. So I love that and building a no team. Doubt is extremely important for scaling any business. And I've, I've definitely learned that. And I've seen the fruit of that come to come to uh, fruition over the last few months, over, over a year now. Um, the age old question, sourcing deals, what are you guys doing right now to source all those, all those deals? It sounds like you have a, a team of VAs doing some marketing for you, but kind of get a little bit more down to the nitty and gritty without giving away too many of your secrets. Oh, I'll give it all away. So yeah, we, we have our virtual assistants that uh, do cold calling for us. We use uh, Mojo, or, and um, well, we were using Mojo. Now we're using um, call call tools. We use call tools. I don't use call tools. I still dial from Mojo, just simpler for me. Um, and uh, we text. So we we probably do about fifteen hundred to two thousand texts a day. Wow. Um, they make a, a a crazy number of phone calls a day. But you know, one of the KPIs we have is you know it doesn't really count. Uh, as a conversation, unless it's at least two minutes. So we try to, we try to get a number of those a day. You know, it's always going to be different. Um, it's going to range depending on what kind of lead source I have them calling. And uh, we'll pull our lists from, you know, list source, foreclosuredaily.com, prop stream. You know, it, it really depends. I, I got a really good thing where I've been able to kind of figure out through the city websites and county sites, how to pull the bigger lists. Um, we mail those. 
we really love inbound. So we have, uh, we spend quite a bit of money on our SEO and our uh, Google ads. So we, we, we get some really solid deals there. There's, I believe there's probably the most motivation when someone is going to your website and filling out a, a form, right? Oh, that yeah, they want to yeah. sell. Um, but there is still a lot of, uh, of good things through the text messaging. I'm a big fan of that. Um, we use launch control for texting and, uh, what else? We do some RVM. Uh, we do RVM is great for some of the bigger stuff, some of the, the, the multifamily and some of the commercial stuff. Um, but you gotta be someone that's going to get after it. And yeah. we do. So I get on the phones myself. So if, if I pull a really nice list, because the truth is there's really not a ton of leads. Like if you look at how many in, in Syracuse, I guess, how many over 60 unit plus buildings are there? Probably not oh, a gosh. ton. Gosh, like I could probably count it on one hand. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, Hey guys, if that's something you want to do, call those. I mean, there's, there's, you know, here there's probably a, maybe in Monroe County and a couple of counties combined, there's maybe like 75. Right. Yeah. And, and Syracuse is probably 40. So that's a great way to learn multifamily or, or learning just like, it doesn't have to, we don't even talk multifamily. Well, we, we can, but like any business to learn quick, get on the phones and dial. So I'm a big proponent of cold calling because you'll learn the business very fast because they'll tell you, Hey, you're full of shit or you're not. And they'll tell you why you're full of shit so that you can go back and go, all right. And that was a good story. And they might tell you a story about, uh, you know, landlording and you can kind of figure out how to talk to these multifamily owners. Right. Cause yep. a lot of them, a lot of them that you're going to actually talk to on the phone are going to be the mom and pop owners. Correct. You know, yeah. That's right? how their numbers are able to be found and attached to the property. Certainly. Exactly. Yeah. And so that'll give you some really good information to build up the rapport. And, uh, you know, you'd be surprised. I think a lot of people will sell to you just based on rapport. I mean, it's not always about the money. A lot of these people don't necessarily want to work with brokers. You right. know, it's very Again, true. Yeah. This is not going to be when you're calling the the hundred plus unit buildings, I think those are going to be probably a little tougher when they're owned by several you know, businesses and several LLCs and LPs are a part of it. So it's a little different, but we're not going after those anyways. We're not going to be able to compete with those guys. We're not going to be able to complete, complete, uh, compete with the REITs of the world, right? So right. Um, we we want to have that connection. And uh, I think that's what separates us is because we'll get on the phones and, and we'll try to make some magic. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely had success with a, a lot of mailers. So for the larger multifamilies, like you were talking about, we actually do a, a letterhead with our logo on it. And I you know, formally introduced myself, the acquisitions manager um, and managing partner of Victory Capital Group, and kind of tell about our experience and then what we're interested in with their property. That's where like the 60 plus unit properties we're looking at. For the smaller stuff, I have a lot of success with, with these mailers that I've sent out. So, you know, right there, It'll have, you know, my photo on it, my cell phone. And it, this isn't me wholesaling. This is me actually selling as a broker their property. So it's going to say, you know, want to sell your investment property for fast and top dollar. It's got a picture of the front of their, their building there that, you know, the map. And then it talks about a little bit more on the back there. So, you know, it says, call me and it says, uh, you know, I have 250 plus buyers that want to buy your property today. I sold, you know, 70 plus multifamilies last year. And then I was the agent of the year or the last two years for multifamily. And it says, you know, quick, easy, top dollar, phone number, email, super easy to get a hold of me. So I remember when I did my first campaign of these, I sent out like 2000. Um, I'll never forget. It was 
probably like two years ago, I did it. And I was actually renovating a house myself. And that day, that, those three days, I got no work done on the house because my phone just rang, rang, Love rang, that. rang. I mean, I, I'm not exaggerating. I probably got 70 phone calls. Um, the it. conversion rate there was phenomenal. And, you know, out of those 70, I think I only ended up with uh, two or three deals. But those, you know, two or three deals Crazy. were still, you know, thousands and, you know, each deal made thousands of dollars for that two or $3,000 investment. And then this last one that I just did, um, it worked great because I got uh, a new client off of it that wants to buy some more property. I sold a four family off market to one of my clients and I got an LP on one of our syndications that wrote us a check for $50,000 to invest with us. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- this little piece of paper here that costs 35 cents plus the stamp, uh, it's a hundred thousand dollar postcard right there, essentially, you know, that, that's what it equates to. And it's your marketing and it, it's continuing to do these things over and over again. And p- personally, I'm just such a busy guy. I don't have anyone hired out to do cold calling that the mailers are just way people can come to me, essentially. And I would tell you to keep going with that. I mean, yep. it, it, it's the thing with the, the outbound is that you're going to get a lot of people who go, well, you called me, you know, like, right. what's the offer? Like you called me. Exactly. Right? Yep. And when you get into the bigger stuff with more sophisticated sellers, it gets tougher for them to just throw you out a number or whatever it might be, or at least a realistic number. Um, so I like the outbound. I think we we can get, or I'm sorry, the inbound marketing I think is amazing because they're calling you. So there's obviously yeah. an interest. I mean, guys, let's think about it. How many pieces of mails have we gotten, Dante, where you get a piece of mail and it says, you know, call us for X, Y, Z, you know, uh, for information on X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. You got to have a little bit of motivation to even freaking pick that thing up to even look at the phone. Totally number, agree. Yeah. Dial it. Usually um, it's going right to the, the recycling bin or the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Even if you have a thought about it, even if you're like, yeah, I've actually thought about selling, but still, I would never do it this way. You know, so you have to have some, you know, there's got to be a burn in you for, for you to do that. Um yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of that, and I also tell you why I think you're doing the right thing there too. Is is it? It's the branding, right? So it, yeah, right. it may not be day one, you know, but it might be five seen, campaigns to the same property, you know, something like might that. Be. It might be, but it'll be worth it, and it's still better than just waiting for someone to call you because that's yeah. not going to happen. That's yeah, not no, gonna I happen. totally agree. And like the fact that we we got an, an LP investor for our syndication off one of those mailers, like blows my mind because that wasn't the end goal by any means. That wasn't the beginning goal. It was just, you know, he called, hey, I've got these two properties I'm thinking of selling. I'm looking to roll it into some bigger stuff. Ding, 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 ding. You know, here's what we do that comes in with the bigger stuff. Guy comes to our meetup, like what you have to say, here's $50,000. Let's make it happen. You know, talk about connections. Yeah. And don't downplay the fact that you were listening. You know, like you have been, you're, right. you're obviously very successful and you're doing a great job, but you listen to that person, you know, it's not just, Hey, what, what can you do for me? You, you were really able to hear what they were able to, you, you could probably heard some problems they had. Like, Hey, there's some things I can solve. You got to right. move some money. Like I, I'm that guy. Like, yeah, I think part of the biggest things with selling is, is listening. Like really. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, it, and it's not just enough to know how to listen or to, uh, to, 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 you know, to need to listen. Like I got to listen to this person because they're talking to me and no, you got to want to listen. Like you got to really want to hear that person. And I think that enough can open up a lot of rapport conversations. And, you know, as we know, that's how business gets done. Yeah, no, I love it. 
Well, let's uh, switch over to our next segment of the show called the Curious Cues. So these are questions I ask each of our guests. Pretty simple questions. Marty, you ready? I'm ready. Awesome. Let's do it. First question, favorite podcast you enjoy listening to? Ed Milet Show. I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? The Ed Milet Show. Okay. All right. I, I haven't yeah. heard of that. What is that? Oh, Ed Milet's unbelievable. He's going to change your life. Anyone that's listening, Ed Milet is unbelievable. He's... Uh, just, just look him up. He's, he's just a, he's a personal development mindset. He's, uh, he's awesome. Ed Milet, give it a listen. I'll check that out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite book you enjoy reading? Favorite book I enjoy reading? Like my favorite book ever, or like just a book I'm reading right now? Uh, favorite book ever? Anything that's really stood out to you, changed your life, or you enjoyed? I really love Shoe Dog. I thought it was a oh, great yeah. book. It was Great such book. a quick, easy read. It, it actually got me into reading. I started probably reading actively, uh, whatever that was. Was that like four years ago that Shoe Dog was out? Three, three, four years ago. Great book. Uh, I was always a, I was always a podcaster, always listening to things. But geez, I, I, I wanted to read uh, twelve books last year or two years ago. Then I was twenty four, and now my goal for it's right here. It's literally right here. Thirty six books is, is to read, and I think I'm cruising through it. Um, but. I'm a big fan. Of, I thought Shoe Dog literally opened up my eyes to how freaking fun reading can be. Oh, great story. Very entertaining. And you're kind of like, what's going to happen next? Oh, is he going to yes. file for bankruptcy? Like, you, know, you just get to keep going <laughs> yeah. and it's good. And it's like, what are the people in Asia going to do to him? You know, it's, yes. just like, it, it's a really good book. I remember I read that uh, two years ago for vacation. I was on vacation and we were on the beach. My wife's like, you going to put the book down? Like, you're going to get in the water? Exactly. I was like, maybe we'll see. I don't know. It's good. Exactly. It's good read. Definitely. Do you like autobiographies? Like, are you a fan of like, or I should say like of business people? Oh yeah. So I, those are my you know, favorite. Usually. And my wife's like, Oh, she sees me reading a book. She's like another real estate book. And that's usually what it was. Cause I was really getting started, but now it's like, I read uh shoe dog, uh, Trump art of the deal. Uh, what great it takes. book. That's a great listen. Oh, that's a great lesson. Great. Great. The dude yeah. is such, uh, such a prick, <laughs> but he knows how to get stuff done. Yeah. Um, what it takes Steven Schwartman. So dude, uh, I love what it takes. Love uh, what it takes. Then you'll like, uh, you'll like this one. Then this is uh king of capital. So he didn't write this, but it's about him. So king of okay. capital, check that one that out. Down. Um, I'm going to write that down. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Light. How was that? It, it was it was okay. It wasn't like I'm blown away, but it was it was pretty good. Um, next up on the list, I'm reading Elon Musk. Um, I got the CEO of Walt Disney's book. So just like you know, these these business owners, these entrepreneurs, uh, essays of Warren Buffett. You know, all these you know phenomenal reads that you just you really get a grasp on. I've got like I'm looking between my monitors, all my books. Um, <laughs> You know, just uh, all, all these phenomenal reads of these guys that just really, really just excel in their business or in their field and really know what they're doing. And you just in that that story feature to it. So it's not just like, oh, here's how you buy a house. Here's how you make money exactly. with it. It's like, here's how I bought a house. Here's how I made money with it. You know, their story of their business. So those are uh, some definitely some some good ones. Um, I like it because there's the human element. It's like, exactly. hey, yeah. you know, we all started somewhere and everybody starts somewhere. And a lot of these people started with, you know, nothing. And that that should inspire you, right? It inspires me. And, uh, and you know, and I, I'll tell you, I really believe it. I've, I've heard it before, but it makes sense. Readers are leaders. Yeah. And yeah. the more you read, I feel like the just, 
you start to get it, you know, and we'll, we'll never know anything, right? If you like, you don't know at all, but if you can just get a little bit from someone else's story, oh man, just the, the win you can have by taking something from someone else is huge. Exactly. Uh, Tribe of Millionaires is another good one. Uh, Richest Man in Babylon. Those are some really good ones. And so, you know, I, I have, I have hundreds of books that I've read and I used to not be a reader, you know, not, not going to college. You think I'm reading books? Heck no. But, you know, a few years ago, I, I think I banged out like 50 books my first year of reading. Hated nice. reading, but I really just got into it. And uh, the way I looked at it was like, you know, I wanted the physical books so I could, you know, highlight, you know, take notes, all that good stuff. But even if the book was like 30 or $40, like I, I saw that as if I can get $1,000 idea out of that book, then I can, you know, 10x basically what I spent on the book. So, yeah, maybe it was $30, but if it could be a $3,000 idea, it was totally worth the money there. So no doubt. Um, and, you know, having those books in your office, just kind of like that thing, like, yeah, I did that. You know, I, I, that. <laughs> I conquered that, you know, yeah, so I agree. I agree. How, how about biggest hurdle in real estate? So it's something you had to come over in real estate. Biggest hurdle we had to overcome in real estate. I mean, we face them every day in real estate, but what yeah, is it specifically, do. you know? Well, it was actually, you know, I'll give you the most recent hurdle because they're, they're all, they're all big at the time. Um, you know, just depending on where you are in your evolution of, uh, you know, an entrepreneur or of, uh, just as a human. And, uh, we had a company that we were buying mobile home parks with, we had about seven under contract and, uh, you know, there was a, there was basically, and this has never happened. There was just a disagreement with, in regards to, you know, what we were bringing to the table Yeah. Uh, in regard, you know, cause we were bringing the deals to the table and uh, yeah, I guess it just, it wasn't, it just wasn't a good fit. And that was painful because yeah. we're not the type of people who are going to just drag things out and, you know, lawsuits and, and anything like that. But, you know, we ended up giving up our, you know, rightfully so 50% equity in these deals um, for just some cash buyout. And uh, that was tough because we spent about, you know, a year and a half building this juggernaut of a mobile home park, uh, you know, at least marketing wise, this juggernaut of, you know, reaching out and follow up and all that. But, you know, I guess the the beauty of it, if there's beauty in it, is that it could have been, you know, five years later with hundred million dollars worth of mobile home parks that we'd have yeah. to split up and that could get really ugly. So um, that's the bright side, but yeah, I mean, I think I'll tell you what, what's really nice is that I think having a partner and you know this cause you have one, but having a partner where when things are going really tough and you can kind of talk to them about it and like, dude, it's not that bad. Like, come on. Like right, we could right. be at CGI right now trying to sell some advertisement. To yeah. Closing dentists. those sales, closing those accounts. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. No, it's so, good. Yeah, it's all good, really. It really is all good. Favorite non-real estate related hobbies? What do you enjoy doing in your free time? I'm a, I'm a runner, so I'm a big fan of just getting out there. I actually did that before we got on the call. It just it clears my head. I can listen to a podcast. I can, I can you know, kind of try to figure out a problem that I've been trying to solve with a with a good long run, and uh, and I and I do like to lift weights, so I, I also go to the gym. Um, it's a, it's on my thing, 2022, six days a week. I got to work out. So, so far, so good for that goal. Awesome. I love that newbie advice. So what advice would you give to someone that's looking to get started in real estate? When that's looking to get started, I would say find a mentor 
uh, it, it, that's going to that's going to increase your chances of being successful uh, by about a hundred. And how you find a mentor is you want to find someone that you want to emulate, someone that is mm, uh, yeah. is doing things that you want to do. And so that's the tough part. Well, that's the easy part, you know, really. It's kind of finding the person you want to emulate, finding that person that is doing things you want to do. But then how do you get that person to, to emulate or how do you get that person to kind of like school you up a bit? You have to be incredibly humble. You have to you have to kind of figure out something that they're doing and they're not doing very well. Like I'll give you an example, Dante. How about this? If someone came to you that was brand new and they wanted to learn multifamily. Obviously, you're very busy. You have a family. You're, that's the last thing you want to do, right? But if they came to you and said, hey, um, I see you're doing videos. I see you have this podcast. If I could come in and, and do like multiple videos for you and I could do, uh, you know, like I could run your Instagram stories or your TikTok and get that off the ground because I know you're not really doing that so much right now. Would you then in turn like help me out a little bit with my multifamily journey? What would you say? Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. You're adding value at, at no additional cost to myself, saving 100%. me time. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are not thinking like that though. They're not thinking like that. Like, like if you came to Dante or, and you go, Hey Dante, how can I give you value? That's another assignment for Dante. I don't yeah. have to figure this out for you. Right. Like, like look at what I'm doing right now. Like look at what I'm trying to grow, you know, Hey, I actually have this event space, Dante. I know you'd have your, your victory capital meetings over here, but have them at my brother-in-law's place and, you know, I'll supply the pizza. It's like, do the things that, cause he might go, no, that, 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 that's not a good fit, but you kind of stay after a little bit. This person's going to, I got a guy who called me up and he just would just not go away. And I'm a sales guy. And so I appreciate that. Not everyone is going to, you know, not everybody is going to resonate with that, but it resonated right, with right. me because he didn't give up. And now, you know, he's getting deals. I'm sending him some stuff and he's, you know, he's now a part of like an, whatever you want to call it, an inner circle of sorts, but just don't give up. If you really yeah. want somebody's attention, you got to figure out what they're doing, what they're maybe not good at, and then come in with a solution on that, on like a backdoor solution for that person. And I think the door will open right up. Yeah, no, that that is that, such good advice, such sound advice. And like you said, don't go in and say, how can I add value to you? Because now you're adding something to my list. I already have it prepared how you're going to add value to me and put it on my plate, line it up, put the ball on the tee. Let me just knock it out of the park, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know, so great, great newbie advice. I love that. Marty, this has been phenomenal. Really appreciate you coming on the show, spending some time with me and my listeners. If you don't mind just letting my listeners know, if they want to touch base to you, if they got deals in Rochester, they're doing stuff in Rochester, they just want to talk with you and they have something they want to put on the tee for you so you can knock it off, <laughs> how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, go to, uh, for anyone that's not a part of it, uh, I know Dante, you're a part of it. It's just a good place to network. The Upstate New York Real Estate Investors Group, it's a real solid group. And uh, it's just a bunch of like-minded individuals who are looking for financial freedom or learning how to get to financial freedom through real estate. So you can find me right through there. I'm on Instagram, MJ Grizzani. Just DM me. I'm always posting stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm easy available. Easily. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Marty. We Thanks, appreciate Dante. you coming on the show. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for the time. Thanks for listening. We hope you were able to take some value away from today's episode. 
For more information or to connect with Dante, visit victorycapgroup.com. See you next week.